Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie. And I'm Savannah. And on today's episode, we will be talking to Christina from Bakasaurus. Cakes can truly just steal the show of a party. I approach mixing frosting the same way that I would mix paint. I'm ready to do more. I need to do more. Send me your cake recipes. Send me everything you have. I Send me everything. You know, baking is... It's such a craft. All of your senses are involved, and it's such an expression, and it's cozy, and it's so rewarding. Honestly, I'm sure everyone has been touched by cake in some way. Hi, you guys. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Let's Talk Cake, a podcast by cakers for cakers. I'm Savannah, and I'm here with my mom, Carrie, and together we own the Dessert Studio in Utah. Yeah, so this week in the bakery was Disney, 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 (laughs) and more Disney. (laughs) Yeah, if you saw on our Instagram story this week, you saw that we took on the mighty task of doing a three-tier wedding cake along with 17 other wedding, or eight-inch cakes to sit as centerpieces and dessert for each of those tables. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. The bride had ideas of what she wanted and she had bought 17 actually 18 with the wedding cake 18 toppers um disney toppers and actually disney figurines that we used as toppers and she just brought them to us and let us design a cake for every single one of them and it was challenging and it was tiring and it was really fun it was so much fun it was yeah, I mean, it was a big task to take on, and we were working long hours for a few days there, but just the results were so rewarding, and it was just so much fun the whole time to just have full creative freedom and just know that this is like a really memorable part of this wedding. And it really was. It, I, when we were setting them all up on the tables for them, they were just like, I mean, everybody was just walking around looking at them and just so excited to see them people love disney (laughs) (laughs) and our family i feel like growing up we never were like big disney people we went we went to a lot of the movies and we went to disneyland but we didn't really get into it the same degree that a lot of people do and and so so (laughs) lots of the little figurines as cake toppers i would did not know what they were (laughs) but we got by and it was just so much fun because each of the toppers had like unique bases that they were sitting on and so we could kind of just design the cake off of the base not necessarily like the the movie itself and so and they were also different it was really fun to try to come up with 17 not wedding cakes just centerpiece cakes that were that didn't look like each other because we didn't Mm -hmm. want it to look like it was a whole bunch of cakes that looked similar. We wanted them to all be very unique and very stand out on their own. And, and it did. And it was really, it was really fun. So we're really tired, but it was really a lot of fun. Yes, for sure. And the wedding cake itself, I think is up there as one of my favorites. It was so much fun to do. Um, It was, so the topper was, 
Simba and Nala. <laughs> this is where my Disney lack of knowledge comes in. Who was it? Simba and Simba Nala. Simba and Nala. <laughs> and, and they're kind of nuzzling. It was kind of romantic and cute. <laughs> and so they sat on top of the cake. And so the rest of the wedding cake, we kind of based off of that. Um, we kind of had like an African sunset with um, some, silhouettes. some silhouettes. It was and like the first time we've really done fondant silhouettes, I think. And so we were carving them out and yeah. putting them on. It was actually it was actually a lot of fun. And and then um, the middle tier, mom <laughs> took hours and hours on this middle tier because it was so intricate and just yeah. But the base of the cake topper was kind of like a uh, kind of like an African weave look yeah, kind yeah. of thing. So we tried to make the center tier look like that. And I'll tell you, all of you people who do like the pointillism kind of cakes and the little dot cakes oh I gotta hand it to you because man (laughs) I actually spread it over a couple of days doing it you know a couple of hours here and a couple of hours there because my hand was just it was like dead it was dead (laughs) but it turned out beautiful and yeah it was so fun I will say this because while she was working on that middle tier and and doing <laughs> other things, I was filling and crumb coating so many cakes, yeah. you guys. <laughs> I have mentioned before that Savannah's really good at getting a nice clean frost and good sharp edges and everything. And so she took that on for all 21 <laughs> tiers of this. And oh my goodness, I felt so bad. I. I felt like I should be helping more with that part of it, but I'm not as good at it as her. And so I kind of didn't want to. No, I didn't mind it because, hey, if I wasn't good at it before, I'm good tears. at it now. <laughs> 21 tears, though, you guys, all all in just a couple of days. It was like, yeah, she this morning we did a, a small wedding cake that looked so small in comparison to it what we were tiny. doing because it was we hadn't done a single six inch tear for for that order. And. And her arms, she was like, oh, my arms hurt. I think I'm sore. <laughs> so we really, we really worked hard on that one. But it was so rewarding. Yeah. It was just. It was such a fun order. It was one of those that you just feel completely satisfied when you're done because yeah. you've, you've really accomplished something fun and good. So. And so that was during the week. And we have left ourselves a Saturday free. Yay. We we are so excited. We need it. I feel like the past how long? It, oh. it feels like a year, but the past several months, weeks have just every Saturday, every weekend, every, every Saturday. It's just been crazy. And so this will be a good Saturday to have, especially after such a big order. <laughs> I'm going to try to sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen for me very often because once I wake up, I'm awake. But I'm going to try. And maybe even if I'm awake, I'll just stay in bed. There we go. <laughs> you deserve it. But anyway. we are so excited to talk to Christina. And she's got such an incredible story. And so we're excited to get her on. Let's do it. Hi, Christina. Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? Good. We're so excited to have you on. Yay, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much. We're really excited because you kind of have a little bit of a different story, I think, than a lot of the people we've talked to. So why don't you just jump right in and tell us about how you got into cakes? 
Sure. So, um, well, this is not my full-time job. It's more of a hobby. And it all started in 2018. My boyfriend and I moved up to Northern California. We originally hailed from Southern California. And I was, I was kind of bored. I didn't really know anybody in the area and I hadn't really started working yet. So I got into, um, baking because he got me a kitchen aid. Nice. And it was it was all downhill from there. Um <laughs> actually I make fun of him all the time because he's always saying that I love cake more than him, which is not true. <laughs> um <laughs> but I'm like, well, babe, it was kind of your fault because you got me the KitchenAid. So yeah, that's where I started. I was doing cookies and brownies first and then a few months later I started doing cupcakes and a couple weeks later after that. I learned how to decorate and I did my first cake in March of 2019. Wow, wow. so you're you're pretty new. I am. I'm very new. Um and very still I still see myself as an experience in a lot of ways. I have mishaps in the kitchen all the time. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> we all have mishaps yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty amazing though because your work, your whole Instagram page and your work looks really professional. So that surprises oh, me that it's you. so new. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's that's awesome to hear that. Um I guess it's just kind of a blessing in disguise going from hobby to a little bit of a side gig and it's still a wonderful hobby that I enjoy. And yeah, that's great. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> so why don't you tell us what you do for your day job? Uh, yes. So I am a full-time behavioral therapist. I work with kids who are on the spectrum and I have clients that I do one-on-one -on -one sessions with. Um, they're amazing, wonderful learners. Um, and I just enjoy it. I'm, they're a big part of my day, obviously. Um, I spend a few hours a day with each kiddo and teach them learning goals, behavioral things, and also just get to be a, hopefully a, a good part of a kiddo's life. That's great. That's really cool. So the the cakes are kind of on the side. Sounds like you've got a pretty fulfilling career outside of cakes. So um, about how many cakes do you do? You do them for orders, right? Yes. So I do maybe four to five a month um, simply because I don't do them dur during the week. It's mostly a weekend thing for me if I do sell anything and sometimes two, two orders a week. Um, but other than that, I keep it to a pretty tame quantity. Um, and a lot of the other things that you see as content on my Instagram page are just purely for fun. Awesome. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So speaking more of just purely for fun, you do a lot of collaborations, right? Yes. Collaborations are um, like my deep, dirty secret of just I really indulge in them. Yeah. Um, they are fun to get to know people and it's a really great opportunity to learn new things new techniques new ideas talk about cake stuff and and all things baking related with other people and learn more about um how to take things to the next level i guess yeah cool. for sure i feel like if you're a new caker starting out collaborations really are a good way to kind of get more involved in the cake community make new friends, even new followers. And yeah, I think 
I think collaborations and, are great. Yeah, and try new things. That probably gives you a lot of opportunity to try new techniques that maybe you wouldn't try if you weren't involved in the collaboration. Absolutely. I 100% agree. When I first started out, I didn't know what a collaboration was. And I joined um, one of the gals I started following had a striped cake collaboration. And that was a learning experience on its own because, as you probably know, striped cakes are a different sort of a beast. Um, <laughs> there's a whole technique to it that I had to learn. And honestly, my first striped cake wasn't great, but it did get me out there and it, it got me to get to know people and, and learn a new technique, which I thought was really awesome. Would you say that, that, that the collaborations are probably one of the ways that your Instagram has grown so much over the last year and a half or so? Uh, definitely. Yeah, that's a great way to get to meet people like I mentioned before. And um, you are using a hashtag, right, that the the hosts or the hostesses of the collaboration have planned. And when you use that hashtag, you're basically thrown into the group of you know, the Instagram hole and people come and discover your photos and the posts and you're really just kind of put out there on your yeah. own accord, yeah, which is nice. Sure. It's it's your prerogative. Right. Yeah. And it's a great way to be discovered. So that's that's cool. That's a, it's a nice thing that that happens on on Instagram. We've we've enjoyed following a lot of those collaborations yeah, and seeing definitely. some of the beautiful work. <laughs> They're fun. Yeah, there's always some new one out there. And, and honestly, there's too many to keep up. I get lost in my group chats now all the time because there's so many that I sign up for. And uh, there'll be sometimes a day or two before the post date. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do this <laughs> theme cake and da 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 this. And I have to kind of scramble. But honestly, I've always kind of said to myself that I'm one of those. I do procrastinate a little bit. <laughs> I do really good <laughs> under pressure. I feel like I do well under pressure. Yeah. Um, as bad as that sounds, but I I know that I can really tap into those creative um, neurons when I need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've got collaborations going and all of that, but when you're just making a cake for yourself, what do you love to do? Or like, how would you describe your cake style? Oh, uh, that's fun. I, I would have to use some words that I have enjoyed reading from other people who have commented on my posts. Um, my favorite was ethereal. Mm. <laughs> and I love it when people say dreamy, because I do like the look of dreamy, whatever that means. It's not very clear. Right, what dreamy is, but, but it's I guess a good it's word. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's rather subjective. It can be flowy, or for me, I love the pastel look. So anything pastel. Um, and when I'm doing things on my own, to get back to the original question, I'm sort of just trying out something fun, um, an inspirational idea that I came across. Maybe it was a cake. Maybe it was a piece of art or something where I want to cake it, basically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of a cool thing when you actually start to be inspired by just everything around you and you start thinking oh, of yeah. ways that you can make that into a cake. <laughs> oh, totally. Um, I have one of the, my my best gals that I talk to about cake stuff. 
I was just having that conversation with her the other day where I asked her, do you ever go to sleep and dream about cake? (laughs) (laughs) And it happens more than I'd like to admit. I don't remember my dreams, but I remember that I dreamed a really fun idea. And the only disappointing thing is that it's a dream so that the next day it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll I'll see it in my head and I'm like, oh, it'd be fun to cake this. And I get really excited and then I wake up the next day totally oblivious to it like I don't remember it at all oh hopefully it's in your subconscious and it's helping inspire some of your work (laughs) I'd like to think that I don't know if I'm just prone to bad dreams but I dream about cake but it's usually like cake disasters or like (laughs) bad things happening to orders so (laughs) I've had those no I I agree with you Savannah it is those are dreams that are scary (laughs) the worst kind of they really are and when you've had a couple of you know deliveries that have been a little extra scary they seem to prompt those kinds of dreams (laughs) oh my gosh yes yes delivering cakes is always like i hold my breath every time yeah (laughs) yeah for sure well the let's talk about the colors you mentioned you love pastels if when you look at your instagram it is the colors are so beautiful so tell us do you have a favorite uh, food coloring or icing coloring that you like to use or how how do you come up with these beautiful colors um so I do I do use a whitener so I use titanium dioxide in my um in my buttercreams and I have recently as far as recently maybe the last few months have started using a hybrid of Swiss meringue buttercream and American buttercream Okay. So what that does for me is it cuts out some of the sweetness, kind of that like really icing sugar sweetness of American buttercream mm-hmm. and um, makes a lighter, fluffier sort of version with the Swiss meringue. And also, since Swiss meringue, as you know, doesn't really retain that much color unless you're using a powdered color and I use gel color, it will, um, the American buttercream partnership sort of, if you will, will hold and retain that color. So that's how I get the pastel look is just a little bit of the titanium dioxide. And then I have the a little bit of coloring and it just works out great for me where I get that nice dreamy kind of flowy ethereal. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we were talking about those words. Um, yeah, that were a little bit translucent in a way, but still very vibrant look. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. So when you're mixing the two icings together, do you do do those end up crusting a little bit? Because I know American buttercream crusts and Swiss meringue doesn't crust. And so does right. that give it a little bit of crust? Uh, that's interesting that you say that. And what I have noticed, um, typically, if I do leave my buttercream out, because it can last, uh, what, up to 24 hours outside of a fridge temp. If I do leave it out and with just a damp paper towel over it, it doesn't actually crust. Um, And I think that's, you're right. It's probably due to the consistency of the Swiss meringue buttercream. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Something to try sometime when we're wanting to experiment. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it tastes great and it smooths really nicely as well. Um, I always had a problem with smoothing when I was scraping down my rounds. Um, but for some reason, when I started using this hybrid mixture, it really helped to kind of get that smoothness, um, okay. especially if you're scraping like even a second or third time after it's been set in the fridge uh-huh. and you use a hot metal scraper to go over it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, nice. Well, cool, yeah. That's a, a good little piece of information there. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you have any tools that you use in your kitchen that you just couldn't live without? Besides that KitchenAid? Uh, <laughs> definitely the KitchenAid. I have used a hand mixer, I'm sorry, or electric mixer um, to do like a huge thing of batter because I knew my KitchenAid would just, it would probably have words with me <laughs> if I tried to do this mix in it. And it was maybe four times the amount of what I usually do for batter. So yes, I have used that. Um, I could probably, yeah, I'd be sad if I didn't have that. And then, of course, scrapers. I would not be able to get those nice, smooth surfaces without the scrapers. Um, kind of all the essentials, piping bags, piping tips. All right. Um, the colors as well. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to if somebody challenged me to make something with natural food coloring, I would not be opposed to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, uh, that's something I've wanted to try, too. To- <laughs> Because I think that I've seen I've seen some people have been really successful at getting some really beautiful colors without it being the the usual gel or whatever kind of color. So yeah, yeah. that's that's cool. That would be fun. We'd love to hear how that goes. Maybe <laughs> maybe together we'll have to host a natural food coloring collaboration. There you go. <laughs> that's actually a great idea. Uh, oh, and then turntable. Turntable. Uh, yeah. I could not do without. No, yeah. I cannot. I mean, I could pipe like florals on the side and like rotate a plate but honestly the turntable is a lifesaver too yeah we were we were actually teaching a private class to someone who was just starting out and they didn't have a turntable at their house and we just said you you have to have a good turntable that's like vital (laughs) oh yeah definitely just about impossible to get the nice clean edges and the nice smooth surface without one so Yes, I I completely agree. Well, that's great. So how do you, um, you mentioned that you're a full-time job and that you work with children. And um, I think that you had said that possibly you would like at some point to combine the two and use your baking for, um, for your other work and behavioral medicine. So how does, is that something that you see down the road for Bakasaurus? I would love that, um, mostly because I, since I have experience uh, working with the kiddos one-on-one and I'm seeing what their goals are, some of the goals are things that we don't necessarily think about um, because it comes naturally to us, but like a waiting goal, um, that's definitely something that a lot of um, kids work on. And of course, there's the whole instant gratification process. And with baking, you do not get that right away. You have to wait. You have to time things right. You have to learn. Even basic math is um, something, too, that yeah. these kids have as goals. And so it'd be really interesting to do research on how baking can help build those skills and those um, not just life skills, but also academic skills as well. I think that is such a cool idea. I mean, we hear about people using different things like equestrian and different things just to help people be able to mm-hmm. to focus and do things that maybe they normally wouldn't, and it teaches them life skills. And I can think of nothing better than baking for teaching some of those life skills. Um, yeah. You're right. The basic math and patience and timing and all of those things. I would love... If you end up going ahead and doing this, we would love to hear about that and yeah, how it's going because sure. that that's one of those examples where the potential of cake is way beyond cake. 
Oh, yeah. I, I love the idea of that, too, because I think as, you know, people who don't decorate or, or bake, they may just see what we do and all they see is a product. But there's this whole process to it, which is just it's very specific. Absolutely. Yeah. And really, for so many of us cakers, baking and decorating and the whole process is just a stress relief for us. It's like therapy for us. And so, yeah, I think I think that would be awesome and and yeah, help other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, we did an episode of the podcast a few months ago where we talked to Steffi, the anxious baker, and she talked about how baking has really helped her with her anxiety and and depression and so i i just i just love hearing about the way baking can do that sort of thing for people and i just think that this could be i mean it sounds like something that could really like it could have legs that could really become a program that could be really useful for people i i i hope so and one of the things that i I would like to do is go back to school and um, get my master's so that i can pursue something like this oh i think that's so great yeah i love that yeah keep us posted with that because that really is such a cool thing and that's the kind of that's the kind of thing we like to hear about cake doing so yeah let us know for sure (laughs) and on that it's cool just to just to kind of see how i mean they're they almost seem like two separate worlds, behavioral science and all that, and then baking. But really, they can go hand in hand. And I think that so much of cake making and who we are as cake makers goes beyond the kitchen. And I think, yeah, I don't know. That, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I could go on, honestly, about um, kind of the reinforcement and, and the behavioralism um, involved in this. But yeah, long story short, it is the kids would be working for that essentially for for big good and that is just such a cool thing to get them to do is get them involved in the process because the instant gratification is going to get them all the way but the waiting and and the steps and all the processes involved are all key components so exactly um yeah thanks for being supportive of the idea Uh, i think it's great (laughs) i'm totally supportive of the idea i think i i think it has so much potential and I think it could do so much good so we're we're behind you if there's anything that we can do at Let's Talk Cake to help you make that happen let us know because that would be very cool thank you yeah so moving on to a more I don't know funny note funny topic (laughs) funny now but in the moment it can be very stressful do you have any like cake disasters or failures that that have just kind of had an impact on your cake career um yeah it's it is it's I don't know if it's funny it was terrifying for me (laughs) um but I had a friend of ours wanted a unicorn cake for her daughter's first birthday and I was really happy to make one and everything was going so great cake turned out exactly how I wanted it to um and it came time to drive it to the party Well, I was driving on these really kind of, they weren't bad roads, but they were just a little bumpy and hilly. And of course, getting on the highway with the cake and I don't really have, I didn't have anyone holding it for me. So I had it in the trunk in a container and the entire time I looked back inside in the rear view mirror, I just kept looking back there and I knew I shouldn't have. Um, And I could just see the horn 
just waggling back and forth over every bump. And every time I saw that horn waggle, I was just like, oh, my heart just sank. Because I knew by the time it got to the place. And I, sure enough, I opened the trunk and the horn was just sitting there all sad. Aww. And it was a sad, it was a sad corn. It was really sad. Oh. <laughs> um, but it was it wasn't too bad of a save. I got it together and out of the car. But yeah, that, I just remember that moment, just seeing the little horn waving at me in the rearview mirror. Oh, I always train my rearview mirror when we're delivering a wedding cake so that it's on the cake and I can. I can see what's happening with it, and it it might not be a good idea to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the funny thing is you don't realize until after the thing has happened that probably the best thing to do would have just placed the horn in when I got there. But, of course, I was, I was literally just starting out, and I had no idea what I was doing. So I learned from that. It's yeah. always a learning there's always a learning curve involved with doing cake. So we uh, we, yeah. we experience things and we learn. <laughs> I know. A unicorn horn will never fall again, hopefully. There we go. <laughs> Good. So if you had to describe what cake has done for you in your life, and especially in these last few years, how has, how has cake impacted your life? That's a very good question. And I... I have a good answer, I hope, um, that involves a little bit of everything. It's helped me in my own life um, with my own, like, I guess, personality changes. I am more patient, I feel like, um, because of, like, we talked about those waiting um, steps to go with baking, and I'm a little bit more easy on myself because I know that mistakes happen um, with anything really, whether it's the de- decorating part or the baking part. And also it's helped me um, meet other people, even though it's, it's online, Instagram, but get to reach out and talk to other people and be supportive of others too, who are all kind of doing the same thing in a way. Um, we're all out there. We're all baking, we're decorating, we're making things for special occasions, um, putting a smile on someone's face. And it's that is so reinforcing for me to know that um, looking at this might make someone smile or, you know, the colors, people comment a lot on the colors and, and color therapy is a thing, um, just like music therapy is a thing and sure. art therapy. So um, yeah, that's really nice to see. And I, I think it's just made me overall, it, it feels like I finally found something in my life where I really enjoyed it and I enjoyed learning about it and I want to keep doing it. And I have had a lot of hobbies and interests growing up, um, music being one of them and writing and a bunch of other things. But this feels like a, a thing for me, if that makes sense. It, yeah. it really does feel like a niche um, where I can feel like myself and I'm comfortable and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It sounds like your boyfriend knew you well in, in getting you that KitchenAid. <laughs> he oh, he's, he's the best. Yeah. I adore him. He's really the best. Yeah. Nice. Well, we sure do appreciate you joining us today and sharing a little of your story with us and, um, a little of 
some of your ideas. I, I'm actually pretty excited about some of the ideas that you have for the future. So thank you for sharing oh, those with you. us. Of course. I'm I'm really happy that um, like I was able to do this with you to um, and talk about cake. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I do love talking about it. Maybe a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing but fun. <laughs> I know. It's not it's nothing but fun. There we go. There we go. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Savannah. Thank you, Christina. Wasn't that great? It is so awesome to hear people using their cake and making it important, not just cake, not just about cake, but doing something important with it. And I love the ideas that she has and and I hope that she's able to do all of them. Yeah, for sure. I think it really is inspirational just to have such a desire to want to help people through cake. Yeah. I mean, we can easily do that. And I think lots of us have the opportunity. We just need to find ways to do it. And she's got that idea going. And I think it'll be such an awesome thing. Yeah, really cool. So we're excited about next week. We will be talking to Leslie Vigil. And you guys, her cakes are just incredible. And I have to say I was super excited when she agreed to to be a guest on the podcast because I just wanted to hear how she does all of her stuff because her she's so her work is so colorful and her, the things she does with buttercream, I just think is inspiring. So we're super excited to talk to her next week. We hope you'll join us. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you to Corey, our producer. And join us next week when we'll continue to talk cake. Hey everyone, this is producer Corey. I just wanted to say thanks for listening. Also subscribe to the podcast and follow the Let's Talk Cake podcast on Instagram so you don't miss out on any content. If you do the challenge this week, tag the podcast in your post and we'll share it in the next episode. Thanks again and we'll see you next Tuesday. Tuesday.